1: Oh, bro, how are you? I'm
2: pretty well. How are you?
1: <laughs> you know what, Alice? I'm not a celebrity. A little bit of a celebrity. So, let me tell you something. Yes. But there are things. There's feedback from having a radio show, from having a podcast, from having been in in, in the public sphere. You know, from being a producer and then a columnist for the Boston Herald for, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that you're out there, you know? And so people, people, you know, people are more candid with me than they would be with somebody else. They don't know. They feel like they know me and they feel like they can whatever. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I have my Twitter DMS open because I figure, you know, why not? If people want to talk to me, whatever, anybody who's like a pure waste of lifetime, I just, I just, um, you know, I've either blocked on Twitter I mean, somebody who's who's like life is just making sure that they reply to the the they're the first six replies on anything I tweet, you know, like psychos like that idiot um, <laughs> Rizzo, know. or whatever his name was from mm-hmm. from Massachusetts, or you know, there's a there's a dozen of them, maybe two dozen, of them. um, and then there are other people I don't block, but other people are just like just
2: I think it's especially weird because I mean, like I know I said you are kind of a celebrity, but. I think it's especially weird. Like, I understand the people who want to be the first reply to all of Trump's tweets saying something because it, like, gets them engagement and now they make money off Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, like, good for them. That's what they do. But, like, I don't really understand the mindset of somebody who needs to make sure they're the first reply to all your tweets.
1: No, I, and I don't get it. And, <laughs> like, like,
2: it seems like kind of low stakes to me. I don't get it. To me. It's,
1: it's very, <laughs> Very rarely are they people who like are are cut from the image of Kate Upton. These are like f- generally decrepit men, poor <laughs> old. Who, it really that's just what it is. I mean, if I'm going to get a psycho and a stalker, can I? Can somebody? Can somebody attractive please stalk
2: me? Please, one. Well, I did a little bit.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you landed the big game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's you're my wife. That's old now. You know. <laughs> I need I need new Sorry. love and affection. I don't wanna to have to act on it, but I want a psycho woman stalking me. Timmy Canton knows that this I feel this way. We he and I share an ongoing conversation on the kind of women usually involves mugshots that, that that we want in our lives. But we don't have those. I I say I want in my life. I only want her to stalk me. Don't kill any of the animals. Um well actually <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't look at Pepper. You had a nice time no, with Pepper on very your good walk time today. With but so here's the
1: kind of crap. So this is a guy who calls on WTIC. On WTIC, they're very kind of um proprietorial proprietary. Mm-hmm.
3: they
1: hmm Very protective and possessive. A, a lot of the callers are about the station, so there's a lot of infighting. They'll go after each other, and they'll they're very engaged. This is like this is like P1 P1s. Mm-hmm. They listen to every show. They're on they're on these, um, you know, they're on these threads together and like little chat areas together, etc. It's it's the kind of thing that marketing companies in a lot of places, or marketing departments and promotion departments, in a lot of places would love to have because You've got like like with Kirk Minahan's world, the Minifans. You've got all these worlds, you know, and that's, right. are, that's good. That means that they're really engaging. They're um, they're, they're um, it's a people real feel great... like
2: they're really a part of something.
1: Yes, and yeah, and they are. And these a lot of these most of these people I know from being on the air and I've met in person in Connecticut, and they're good callers. They're a lot of times they have information that I ha- don't have. Yet, um, it's like in that sense, they're almost like producers. You know, they don't know that they're unpaid producers, but they are, because they always, so it's like you're, you're pleased. And some are, some are just like fun, good, fun people to hang with. And we've hung with some of them, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple of the, um, what do you call it? What do you call a bad guy in wrestling? A heel? Healed, yeah. And some of them are heels, like too, who always call up and just deride me or the station and the audience and... And whatever, and I'm a, I'm cool with that too. You know, mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact, you know, it's it's good to have some diversity. And some people have, a, you know, I, some people actually assume that they're going to like get to me, which is never going to happen. And it's not because I'm cool or I have the I'm a Jedi or anything. It's just that it's not how it works. You know, I'm, you know, if you're a host, I, you're moving along. And if some caller like runs circles around me, well, then I got another caller coming up. You know, it's just whatever. So, but anyway, so all the infighting gets to be tough for each other. So Chad will say that Dave shouldn't call anymore because he's a communist and, and he, since he's way into the LGBTQ thing, he's a groomer and this and that. And, that. and then Dave will call up and say, I can't believe Chad is a, some redneck, uh, one tooth, whatever. He got a lot of this. It's much more for this radio station than, than, than anything I've ever quite seen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: They're very engaged with each other. So anyway, one of the one of the guys who I've put on ice, who is a caller, who I I've, I've talked to, I kind of usually enjoy talking to, is Tim. Not Tim and okay. Camden.
2: Tim and Hamden.
1: Tim and Hamden. So Tim and Hamden, he's getting salty. I've noticed that he's changed since they're all calling each other names. He calls them awful things, and they call him things, and the other guy calls them things, and they call him things, and call, everybody's it's a bleep storm. And he has been starting to play games. In In other words, I put him on ice now because he started to say, by the way, just so you know, like I'm a public figure, and, and so they know my name, and they, here's my last name, and he's given his last name before, and I've been in the public before. And what he's trying to do, obviously, is establish some thing here where he has some kind of complaint, literally, like... He's done. He's going to ratchet it up
3: mm-hmm.
1: so that if somebody calls him a groomer or calls him something else or whatever it is, uh, you know, communist or f- he thought somebody called him a cock, which they did not. I explained <laughs> to him that they called him a cuck. Whatever. This is all the the. the, the did bleep- you
2: explain to him what that means? No.
1: Or the bleep throwing of whatever. But they all call each other names. Nobody's innocent there. They all- well,
2: and actually, if he... Goes around saying that he's a public figure, then that actually makes it basically impossible to sue people for saying anything about him.
1: Well, I know, I, I, but I don't think he realized that. But but anyway, okay. he, he, that was to establish that they know his name, and so really, so in other words, they, the so that they're defaming him, and they know his name, and so that's the defamation thing. So now, so I see that he's being cute. He doesn't think I can see it, whatever. I see what he's doing, so I put him on ice for a while. So now this is where it's like. It, that was both on air and like uh, in private messages. I let him private message me, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth, and etc. Where, where he says things to me that I would never say to him, and or like, and or calls me names. That I've you know I've never really called him a name. Like I wouldn't, because obviously, I'm the host. I'm the guy. I, whatever you want to say, f you to me, and whatever. That's fine. I'm not going to get. I am not going going to have any of my serene conscience, mm-hmm. feel one ripple of anything, you know, of a bleep talking caller, which fun, you know, I'm just not, I wouldn't be in this if I was, it would be terrible, you know? Right. So anyway, so the reason I get to is this. So I essentially, I essentially said, we're going to take a little break because
3: mm-hmm.
1: apparently it's, you know, this stuff, some, and this happens with people, they start to get sensitive and start to stew in things. And stew and stew and stew and stew. So, so, so I've gotten a bunch of messages in the last two weeks. Um, um, It's all angry. What is Kevin, Rudy's last name? Says I live in Wallingford, not Hamnet, Hamnet, I'm not married. Jesus, I was banned from WTIC. What the bleep? I don't know that he was banned from WTIC. This is just an example. I have no idea. I haven't talked to anybody about any about this. He said, uh, what, the, for the Ferris of WTIC, his real name, he's demanding of me now that I give him somebody's, Rudy's real name. I said, no, I did," Meaning to write <laughs> no idea. But it doesn't matter because one, I have no idea. Two, I don't care.
2: Three, <laughs> yeah, you don't care what any of these people's right. real names are. Three, I don't
1: know. Four, I don't work for him. You know, the <laughs> best way to me get me not to do something for you is to tell me to do something for you. Because, the, so then he gets on oh, his tirade. Oh, he, he gets to call in effing, well, he said that word, effing twice, again with the groomer bleep. So, you know, glue, groomer now is a term that everybody, that the right uses for anybody who's into the trans thing and story hour or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He said, Tim from Canton also with the pedophilia, but you still allow it? Suggesting that the groomer stuff, whatever. Uh, so then, so then, since I haven't, uh, so I haven't um, replied. Responded, yeah. Yes. A week goes by or nine days go by and says, so am I still in your bleep list list? Not wanted. I have not said anything <laughs> other than on the air is you're going to take a little break. We go. So then this morning, Tim from Canton calls me beta cock from Hamden. You let this bleep go on and on. Why am I mad? He Do you says, care he, he why says, he's mad? No, no. He <laughs> says it's just unprofessional on your part. Um, I don't know like what that means because I do the Tom Shattuck show, and I don't do any other show with any other level of professionality. Either. Some of the stuff I do is probably unprofessional. You know, there are times during the show where I'm I probably should not let my mind drift off if I think I've chased down a new story. hmm So Who's that? I, <laughs> how can I help you? Huh? No. Oh, no. What is the rule?
2: It was only during the podcast if they're good all day.
1: Okay, yeah, it's in the pantry and one of the top shops. You guys know how to get there. Um. Okay, so it says it's just unprofessional on your part. So, obviously I'm not going to be... This, this goes instantly to deletion because, you know, this is... Not a professional. Go listen somewhere else. Well, I think you care. You know, you, you get your own professional show if you wanted to hear. It, you know. <laughs> and then he's got some more quotes here. It says, "Eat glass, groomer." I don't even know. Did, did somebody say "eat glass"? <laughs> Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they did. You know. It, it, and it says, "All person in unchristian." Says uh, he said. Rudy said. Part of pedophilia party. That means a green party. That's what he said. Hi. Um,
2: and, and then, and then yes, with Anson just for the podcast. And then, and then the, the then the getting comment them just for the podcast. And then the They're comment in the pantry.
1: Okay, go down. It's in the pantry? And then the comment says. Last comment says, "Grow up."
2: Wait, grow up to you? To me. <laughs> Wait, you didn't do anything though. Right. Or I don't say do anything. anything.
1: I, or say anything. I don't really care. I'm not going to grow up. <laughs> I'm going to do my thing for all the hours a day that I do it. And maybe this is why I put this person on ice. Because things seem to be getting to this person. So now listen to this. This is going back to 12 minutes ago when I started this. Then I, re- I then I corrected him today. This is a, I broke the ice and said, beta cock, not beta cock. Just wanted to know. That's what they meant. <laughs> so now he says, listen to this. This is the last thing he did. And this (laughs) is why my profession in what I do, and I know it's not professional, is a little bit different than everybody else. Because (laughs) you, Alice, in marketing, don't get a lot of this from people you've met or never met (laughs) face-to-face whatever, I assume.
2: I get different things, but not this, I'm sure. I think
1: most of you have never gotten... (laughs) Ma- th- this this kind of thing, but just think, knowing out there that there are handfuls, maybe even hundreds, of people, who have all sorts of huge machinations and big damn thoughts about <laughs> what the hell's going on up there with uh, Tom. Oh my God, he put me on his bleep list. Oh my God, Can you imagine how much space it's occupying. Well, this tells you how much space this is occupying. This is the last and final. I've been put on notice. Okay, this is today at one twenty five p m okay you want peace or war up to you
3: <laughs> <laughs> what
1: <laughs> please this is my what I say to you. I don't know what war would look like, but I'm thinking you probably it's not what you think it is. Okay? Also, please, please get a dog or a puppy or something else. <laughs> please help yourself. Do something that you find to be Um Do something that you find to be fulfilling to yourself or something. When no, you're but li- this is his hobby. But, but you're into your show. Right, but your life is in a place Where you now throw down the gauntlet and give me the Don Corleone, you want peace or war? It's up to you.
2: With someone you've literally never met and have zero relationship with.
1: Right. And I just, I I think it's important for somebody, and there are a few people like this to know that when you say, do you want peace or war? (laughs) The heavy, dark, sober, Moment of historic import that you're feeling when you say it.
2: Other people don't get that same impression.
1: Is not having that impact when it hits me. (laughs) (laughs) You want peace or war? I don't notice. Are we in war? Has this been war? Has this been peace? I don't know. But what I'm saying is this: is it that's what's different. And I can't imagine if you're somebody like Minahan or, I mean, big names out there who, like, you've got thousands of these right. people whose entire lives and you've subtly, without knowing, you've done something to make your decision and your decision was war. <laughs> you're going to find out. That's what I just think is interesting. It's like, it's just, it's, I, I assume that someday, it doesn't really bother me but it just does just, put me in the position of, of like, I did try to, to stop it so I, so I wouldn't see messages anymore because I think it might be, help him to not, to, to.
2: You don't want it to show red receipts? Oh, is
1: that, uh, does that, I don't even know what a red receipt is.
2: A red receipt uh, means somebody sees that you saw their message. What are you looking at now?
1: Uh, Here's another, here's another one. Oh, is this JG the actual JG?
2: Who's JG? Fact
1: check. Okay, so so here's, uh, I don't know. Well, there used to be a JG who used to call. Uh, whatever. This I'm just seeing this right now. Um, FYI, I understand it was a listener that put this out on your show, but you should have cut him off. Profligating these stories make us the fool, even if we repeat them. Being a fan of you, oh, I like you. Forget it, JG. Is this JG from Arceo? but this story seemed a bit far fetched maybe he's 20 old you 20 years older than the guy can't fault him on that trump is number 4 in other words in other words um it's the guy called up and said joe biden uh, that um dr. Jill biden was joe biden's babysitter okay right and the the fact check says false although it's all, it's kind of true because they were couple friends with somebody else um they're couple friends with somebody else and, and she was nineteen. Joe's wife died. She, he started using her to mm-hmm. watch the kids. Suddenly, she was his. So, and she was no longer her husband's. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of the the way things go. But also, it's also another situation here. Which, and I thank you, JG, for saying you've been a fan forever. And actually. How do I put this nicely?
2: I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say, so I think you should just say it.
1: I understand if I was... You should have cut him off. Propagating these things makes sense. The full... As far as he, you should have cut him off, or like it was unprofessional or something like that, with all the love in the world. Okay, it's in the pantry. Have your brother James. Look, it's in one of the higher shelves on the left. You can, you guys can figure it out. You find everything else in there. This is all I'm saying else. Okay. Is. I appreciate the guidance that you're all. That Offering getting, you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But as far as aspects of how to run the radio show and who to take and not, um, just off. (laughs) That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not... Just like... I'm not looking... This is what I'm saying. I'm not looking to improve anymore. (laughs) I intend to be this unprofessional. I intend to be this uh, irresponsible. And um, that's correct. And I intend to say uh, Amplitude Meridian and Prime Meridian Mm -hmm. for PM. And you can send me as many emails as you want to, telling me (laughs) on the sly that I don't realize that PM is not Prime Meridian. I'm doing what I want to do. That's what I'm saying here today. And thank you for listening, and I appreciate it. And it's um. Thank you. And any any comments on this? Does it? Well, does does anybody on the comments listen to the show, my TIC show?
2: Yes, Fritz is on here.
1: Oh, Fritz. Okay, there you go.
2: Um, I think Morgan and Trish listen to TIC sometimes as well. Oh, good. So yeah,
1: that's it. I hope I didn't come off mean spirited, but it was just like th- thinking of like. Who, like, what other position do you have where, where, unbeknownst to you, the troops are at the gates and there's war? <laughs> and it's up to me. I don't even know, like, the parameters. I don't even know, like, what are my options to, to sue for peace? Should I ban everybody? He just
2: wants you to come to the negotiating table. Oh, again. I
1: see. I see what that is. Okay. Well, let me mull it over, Tim. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I certainly don't want war. I know that. can't imagine how, what that would look like. All right, Alice. How much time did you burn there? Okay, twenty minutes. A lot. You oh, burned
2: a lot of time, honey. Good job.
1: But no, it's it, it, it doesn't matter.
2: Trish was worried she missed most of the show, but she we barely gotten started. Nothing's yeah, but, happened on the show so yeah, far. I swore, <laughs>
1: Trish. That's what I'm gonna start doing on TIC too.
2: So anyway, so um, Trump was in court today.
1: Yes, he was. I did not. He see was any arraigned today did not see any of this. Um, we are going to, in, um, you know what? Tell that f***ing computer that it's peace or war, it's up <laughs> to it. Because I can hear that f***ing thing so loud. God.
2: Where's the other Wait computer? A second. How come you
1: treated me when I just made that threat? Like I treat Tim when he made his threat. Like you're not at all. <laughs> that is the definition of nonplussed, not moved, not impressed.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. So the Trump did this thing today, and uh, got it ar- arraigned again. I mean, how many times? In the way he puts it, actually, mm-hmm. is I don't like the way he said. Like he tweets out, "It's very sad day again. I've been arrested again." It's like, it does make it kind of real to me.
4: Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much. A
1: remarkably clear statement from Trump. Mm mm-hmm. That was really well said.
2: Yeah, under control. You can't beat Somebody's him. You prosecute him. Listening yeah. to his lawyers right now.
1: Yeah, I thought. Well, no, I mean that's the compromise. Is it fine? You <laughs> go. You can talk about the case if you want to, but we prefer you <laughs> didn't. But if you do, please try to stick to the. Um,
2: I mean, the, he didn't. Add any additional boasts about showing anyone any yeah. classified documents. So, right. I mean, but, I assume his attorneys are taking that as a win right now. But once again, take a step back here. They keep
1: arresting the former president of the United States for ticky-tack BS. Right. January six stuff is BS. This is just a, it's a continuation. It's the sequel to the January six hearings in impeachment stuff. Right. They're just trying to now do it through the law. To like codify it into actual criminal, it's B.S. The freaking boxes thing, which I'm told are very, very serious, because he—that's also B.S. It's a bunch of boxes of crap he had around, it's freaking, it, that he kind of showed, didn't show, almost showed, and he's playing hide the boxes with the, with the, uh, with the archives, and it's like, so he played hide the boxes with the archives. They then stormed him. But Biden gets to have his boxes from 1976. No storming, no nothing. Right. It's all fine. It's like boxes. No, this is all singular to Trump. And sure, he's an a-hole. He brought, certainly, he could have de-escalated the thing, but he didn't want to. It reminds me of Saddam Hussein, who could have just simply let inspectors go in and check for weapons of mass destruction that he apparently didn't have. And it would have put... The Bush and the in the allies, the coalition, in a tough position. He said we can't bomb the crap out of them now. It sucks because we can't find any weapons. But Saddam didn't, and he ended up, you know, getting hanged. Like some of these, some of these personality types just don't do well with authority. And Trump is apparently one of those. That and he likes to show people <laughs> stuff. And he likes to speak ridiculously openly, candid to reporters
2: who are recording him. Yes, who he knows are recording him. So you know, I mean, it is what it is. We know why they're doing it, and even like the media knows why that they're doing it because, like, Axios. What? I don't know. It's in the
1: pantry. It's in the pantry. Everything's in
2: the pantry. Ask James to look for it.
1: In the top or second of the top shelf. James can get up there. He knows how to get up there. Go ahead.
2: Um. So Axios wrote a story. Did you see this? Uh. This came out yesterday, saying Trump's indictment blocks out Biden's bad news.
1: It's up there on the top shelf. Or, yeah, up on the left, it's sitting next to a box, or maybe even under a box. Like, where on the top? Like, is it in the back? Of- maybe one of the middle ones.
2: <sighs> so... Axios is just saying it up front. Saying what? The Axios had a story yesterday that the headline was Trump's indictment blocks out Biden's bad news.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well that's certainly so-
2: true. <laughs> yeah, but that's they're just running with that as a story now. Former President Trump's bombshell four count indictment over his attempt to overturn the 2020 election monopolized media and political attention Tuesday evening.
1: Oh, that's great. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Look yeah. here. Just FYI, we're not going to be covering it.
2: Overshadowing a string of not so great stories for President Biden. <laughs> I mean, like, could they say any plainer? Like, thank God we can stop talking yeah. about all these terrible Biden stories. Finally, finally, we got that- something juicy on Trump, so we can change the channel yes. here. And
1: that takes out anything Tucker finds out with the uh, Capitol Police guy too, and uh, or with uh, with Devin Archer. Takes out all the stuff. So we're not we're not into it. Yeah,
2: we're back to Trump now. We're talking Trump indictments. Hopefully, one's coming in Georgia soon too, so that we can write about that instead of talking about everything else that uh biden is doing and you know the downgraded credit of the united states and the situation at the border and everything else. we would be talking about those stories but we just have to talk about trump now which is so much more important because our democracy is at stake
1: yeah so here is Capitol police chief uh former
0: Capitol police chief steven so this was tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com dot slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com dot slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
2: Leaked. This was from Tucker's um, back That's when he still. today yeah this was when he still worked for fox and this was he wasn't allowed to put this out correct? yeah this is
1: him in the log cabin with this guy Capitol police chief Stephen sund
2: we're very
4: restrained and rational and not given overstatement obviously but the facts that you're describing are shocking I was say, the reason why i've had a lot of people ask me you know why did you write this book i try to do what i can to get the truth out? Yes. You know, they didn't want me to testify in on uh, in February, February 23rd at the Senate hearing. They only wanted people that are still currently in positions help.
1: I think this is the audio, by the way, because this happened to me today, too, and I restarted this machine. This is not...
2: It's just how it plays?
1: It's just how it plays. It's what's been twice for me today, or else it just doesn't work with Max.
4: Well, I actually had to go in and talk to a friend of mine on one of the oversight committees to say, I will come there in person. I want to be there. I want to testify. So I'm glad you think I'm reserved. I'm, you know, to be honest with you, I'm a little pissed off, um, because it, it didn't have to happen. If, if people were reporting the intelligence correctly, if I was allowed to do my job as the chief, I got a significant experience. If I was allowed to do my job as the chief, we wouldn't be here today. This didn't have to happen. Then see how you know, you're out there, you're lambasted in public, and it's all you know. Everything appears to be a cover up. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information intelligence that it had, military had, uh, it's all watered down. I'm not getting intelligence. I'm denied support National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. Huh. You're in a fight? Yeah. A fight for a couple of minutes. Yeah, one wears minute. You out. One minute. <laughs> I was going to say, 60 seconds, three minutes? Yeah, hey, Let sit. me tell you, it wears you out. My officers were fighting for 80 minutes before the, the protesters. Wait, can i say so you described this as a failure to get the intelligence to the people who needed it but it sounds like worse than it sounds like they were hiding so, the intelligence and that's what i'm getting at is could there possibly be that actually did something happen and kind of wanted something to happen it doesn't it's not a far stretch to begin well, to i don't think know that. what the other explanation is you know it's it's sad when you start putting everything together and thinking about the way this played out Uh it gets very concerning. What was their end goal? You look at you look at what's happening. Was that their end goal? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's no question that what happened on January 6th has has really helped the Democratic Party. It's bravely politicized the U.S. military and the intelligence agencies and the mm-hmm. FBI, and those are all I think bad for America and violations of. The Constitution, but they're all good for the Democratic Party. That's the fact. Like that's what happened. Absolutely, and I, I write about that because, as a cop of thirty years, I'm a, I'm a rule of law type of guy. Yeah, you know, there's a reason that Lady Justice is depicted with a blindfold. as you cut that blindfold off, the fairness of our legal system. That's what happened. Ha- absolutely, and I, I write about that because. As a cop of 30 years, I'm a, I a rule-of-law type of guy. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that Lady Justice is depicted with a blindfold. As as that blindfold off. Yeah, so there is- the
1: audio. So, um, I mean, I, I, the guy's writing a book. I don't know. I mean, apparently they're smearing him. He's writing a book, though. Um, he thinks that there's a cover-up.
2: Well, and I think this is... I think... I certainly think that there should be a January 6th committee by Republicans to ask what the F happened that day with law enforcement, with Nancy Pelosi, not having people be there with the Capitol police, not getting the help that they needed with everything else, because because it is an embarrassment to the country that that was allowed to happen the way that it was Um, clearly many of the people in the crowd were led by the police that were there to believe that they weren't doing anything wrong. Um, You know, and you can see that if you see, like, the Jacob Chansley stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. I
2: mean, like, still, I think that you should probably realize you're still doing something that's going to get you into trouble. But, you know, not everybody thinks ahead a lot when... When the Capitol Police are showing them around, you know, <laughs> they don't always think of these things.
1: Next time they'll get it right. There might be a next time, as a matter of fact, if they they pull this crap. Trump gets more indictments and is in this slammer. And we find out more stuff about Hunter and Joe Biden getting envelopes full of cash. You're going to have a problemo in this, uh, in this uh, country.
2: Yeah, it seems... Um... It's a little hard to take all the ridiculousness of how how much the rules don't apply to them and how many extra rules seem to apply to Donald Trump that don't apply to other people. You know, and I, I think the point should have been taken by all these people doing all these prosecutions that if you're going to prosecute a former president, it shouldn't be on a novel legal theory. And it shouldn't be on something that, like with Joe Biden, that demonstrable... Like, and, um, you know, Mike Pence and everybody else who had classified documents that demonstrably other people have done the same thing, you know, because I, I think it puts you in a really tough situation to say that it's political and it is political and it looks political and the papers are writing about it and saying it's political. So how are you going to go around and, um, you know, tell people that you're not just prosecuting him for the politics?
1: You can't. You can't. I mean, the damn speech was political by Smith. The speech was political. But here right. it te- is tearing up, and the, the Capitol Police was like, "Well, you're not charging Trump with incitement or attacking people. So why are you? Why are you painting a picture for? It's obviously a tainted jury and mm-hmm. the judge, and the, to and to to make himself a hero. These guys are all whores. They are.
2: Oh, can we switch gears a little to a story Please, that makes Alice. me happy? Please. Um. This is about a Dutch company. This is in Am- takes place in Amsterdam, this sad tale. Um they do the wooden shoes. I mean they used to, I don't think they still do. My
1: dad had a pair of I gotta find out where those are.
2: Hmm. Um anyway, uh they're they're very into bikes in Amsterdam. It's a very bike friendly city. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of European cities, and they're into bikes, and bikes are green, so that's great. Um, Well, anyway, there was this Dutch company called Van Moof that made e-bikes, electric Mm -hmm. bikes, and they were really popular, Uh, really, really expensive, but really popular, so the e-bikes are the ones with the little motor that you go around, so, you know, so, anyway... So, they cost about, the bikes start around $2,000 each. Oui. Yeah, so they're pricey bikes. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, so in this article, it's easy to spot Van Moof electric bikes on the Amsterdam streets. The riders are often young professionals who are barely pedaling as they whiz by fellow cyclists. But those riding the sleek, sleek bikes these days aren't sitting so comfortably. Van Moof, the Dutch e-bake... E-bike maker that gained a zealous following, tripled its sales in the pandemic, and raised more than $180 million in funding declared bankruptcy last month, leaving riders in limbo. That's because the eye-catching e-bikes, which start around $2,000, are built from proprietary parts that only the company makes, available at company-run service centers. And many of the bike's functions are linked to Van Roof's smartphone app. Okay, that's smart. But the company just declared bankruptcy.
1: Oh, so all the Van Moof owners are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> sucks, they have. Sucks to be you.
2: If I break it or something else happens, I don't know where to go, said Gideon Sudeman, 28, who lives in Amsterdam and has been riding his Van Moof e bike since December. So your $2,000 bicycle that you've had less than a year is now going to be no good to you and can't be fixed it's, if anything it's breaks. It's now a
1: bicycle bicycle. <laughs>
2: It's less than a bicycle-bicycle because if something breaks on a bicycle-bicycle, you can take it to a bike shop and they can repair it. But these can't be repaired because the parts are all proprietary and nothing fits them.
1: Although, Alice, I like to say this could be what I call a cautionary tale because, I mean, just imagine all these internet companies get hacked. Mm -hmm. What do we do if suddenly...
2: Like Dropbox goes away? Dropbox
1: or or uh, banking apps or whatever. Or like the power, uh, the electric grid. Uh, you know? Yeah,
2: or even, I mean, and it's especially concerning because so much stuff that used to be sort of owned by you is sort I say sort of owned because it's mm-hmm. not really. But, um, I mean, you don't really own anything, I guess, at the end of the day. Well, imagine
1: everything that had but to do with Apple is suddenly dead. Right. You'd be thrilled.
2: Um, me and Tim (laughs) would be happy Um, the rest of you would be sad but um, but it's but it's problematic because so much now is run on a subscription model that you would be in real trouble like take even Photoshop or Adobe Audition or Mm. something like that right that's run off subscription if we stop paying them 50 bucks a month you can't open audition sessions anymore
1: right No, that's everything. That's everything. So
2: all your audition sessions that are like your creative property that you made, quote unquote, like you can't open that file anymore. You have no way to access it anymore. If Adobe decides you're a Nazi and cuts you off, for example, you know, or look at like Nigel Farage getting all his banking cut off. Really? Yeah. In the UK, it's been a big story it's an ongoing issue like because you need all these things to survive in the world today but yeah dropbox all our family photos are on dropbox like i guess we should put them on physical hard drives and own them and stuff but like you know it's a pain and you know i've heard people say this about movies too like yeah you're doing the subscription to like watch these movies on subscription like we buy movies on our amazon and they're in our prime but like what if they cut you off from that? Or what if they go back and change what's in the movie? Like, the only way that you still have it, technically, is if you own it on a disc. But, like, you know, it, it's as though you had a subscription to your DVD player because you can't do anything with any of this stuff unless the company lets you. Tesla's run completely that way. This is why a lot of people are very suspicious of, like, Elon Musk, even though he's done the free speech thing with Twitter or X or whatever, are you following me or are you looking at something? I like
1: was that? reading my script for Awaken When I Need Weight Loss. Oh.
2: <laughs> so, but. So and that's I, the
1: kind of thing that I need to do be more professional at mm-hmm. work and on this podcast.
2: Yeah. So, but. It is sort of an interesting dilemma because, like, so a lot of people, this is why they're suspicious of Elon Musk, even though he's done the free speech stuff with Twitter, is because, and even now, like, as he's rebranding to X, part of the rebrand to X is he's talking about, like, you're going to be doing everything on Twitter.
1: Yes, everything in financial as well. Yeah. This is PayPal. This is...
2: Mm -hmm. And Tesla works that way, too.
1: Yeah, this is everything.
2: Tesla works that way where in, like, some of these cars with their autopilots and stuff... You know your self-driving car. If you stop making the payments on it, will drive itself away.
1: How <laughs> many cars would we have waved goodbye to? That <laughs> we could have. If we had Teslas.
2: So I mean, but yeah, but uh, and like a ton of the features of the car, like don't work. Like you have to subscribe to like unlock certain features of the car.
1: You know, what we'd have to do if we get a Tesla, Alice, we'd have to mm-hmm. always keep a kid in there,
2: so that they couldn't drive, yeah, it, so away. They can't drive it away. <laughs> Whose turn is it to sleep in the Tesla, honey? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it does, like, pose sort of an issue when, like, all of our media consumption, all of our money, all of our stuff is, like, tied up in these subscription models and we're reliant on these companies to keep existing for us. And, you know, a lot of what seems to be the climate... Um, the, the goals of the climate movement seem very attached towards moving you into subscription models like that. It's like the world economic forum, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy thing. That stuff, like, you'll just You'll rent. get nothing.
1: You'll be happy. You'll Ted, just. Ted Knight. You'll just. Spalding.
2: You'll just rent everything. Yes. From people and, like. You know, live in servitude. They don't want any like ownership of anything. Really.
1: Well, and that is something that has been trending up. It's like it goes along with the gig academy economy is the rental economy where people rent like prom dresses and stuff mm-hmm. from each other and just send it in there to these sharing centers. It's kind of intriguing actually. I mean there was culturally this stuff has changed. Like you and I and lots of our friends, including friends who are do very well, go to these secondhand shops for clothes. For unique mm-hmm. pieces of clothing or stuff for kids, because it's like, why, why, why not get a Gap uh, pair of jeans for a ten year old for one dollar instead of for thirty bucks? But would when I was, my mother would never have done that. That would have oh, been that's so different. Class than, a. It's
2: different than renting, which like people literally do now. Also, I mean, people did it for tuxes for proms. Yes, but there is like websites like Rent the Runway and stuff that attempt to do that in a broader way. Well, you're you know. the most
1: beautiful broader I know, and I'd like to get to something I call the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce Hotline. Nice. Are you ready?
2: I'm so ready. We
1: need more hot sauce. You chat to my guy. All right, about to fire it up, Alice. CCP. Chinese Communist,
2: Communist Party?
1: Oh, I guess so. Joe's Chakra. Is that supposed to be you think Joe's Chakra?
2: Maybe, or it's about Joe Biden's chakras.
1: Maybe, I don't, what's this?
2: That's like that Eastern medicine okay. thing with like the points of energy in your body or whatever.
1: Antagonist. Okay. Forward slash 437. Is that 437 p.m.? Maybe?
2: I don't know. I, don't know. Just I am getting
1: the feeling that somebody That is people
2: u- are making light of your naming convention? Is using a
1: naming convention to antagonize me, Alice. I'm getting okay. that feeling. So, uh, well, I'll just say to uh, you, uh, good sir.
2: How do you know it's a gentleman?
1: I'll say this to you, whoever left that naming convention. <laughs> you want peace or war? Okay. Up to you. Here we go, Alice. You ready?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So great to hear in the pod last night that Tom identified his antagonist. Every parent has one. Every parent has that child that is the total antagonist, gets under your skin in a millisecond. I don't know which one it was of your children. I don't know if it was Pork, Pedrick, Sean, Aiden, Ewan, Owen, Noel, whichever one it was.
1: I don't have any of those. (laughs) My naming convention does not uh, include the Emerald Isle.
0: He's the one. Tom threatening to basically withhold him being able to use a tablet or the computer until he's like 40. But <laughs> Tom doesn't He see, does have though. red
2: hair, though, that one.
0: Alice.
1: <laughs> it's not for public consumption. It's like having Rudolph We're shamed right
2: now. <laughs> You're going to make him wear a wig to yes. school. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. It's the exact same thing he does with Alice when he's trying to lay the foundation to get some action at night.
1: It's funny because I have a thousand petulant and I've had women in my life now who are in their now in their 50s who remember me when I was 20 and it it's all it was all basically my <laughs> uh my approach with women in my 20s was the last thing they said before uh, it was being romantic was Fine. Really, it was just to stop me from doing the whatever begging, badgering, needling. It's that. But Alice is. I think it's fair to say Alice is the aggressor in this relationship for some horrifically, biblically.
3: The aggressor. Epic.
1: (laughs) Nightmarish reason that that science will figure out someday that. uh, Yeah, no. Alice is. <laughs> I I almost get to it. I get to shit,
2: whatever. <laughs> what
3: is that supposed to? Be? Hmm.
2: Burn barrel starting at four thirty. And I was still on my way home from work. I had absolutely no
3: idea what was going on. And at the same time, I had to. Yeah. Um...
1: Or other one, Fritz. We got sometimes we have those softball games. Right now, my brother's taking care of our daughter at her softball game. But usually, sometimes it's tough. It's tough. Summer's are wrapping up though. but well, it's not gonna be easier. Is it?
2: Nope. Watch
3: or listen to it. Driving down the road in the van. So um,
1: you watch it while driving down the road. My goodness, I uh, well, I probably didn't say I should. Have. I have no problem with that, but I no. Don't hit anybody. He doesn't mean that literally. I think, mm-hmm. although I listen to them.
3: I figured that um, oh, I would just rewind the show and watch it, which was cool. I oh, wish cool. it would give me some kind of a notification on my phone though, because maybe I could figure out a way to put um the um whatever you call it the the. Podcast program on my phone somehow because I would have been listening. Wee. Wee.
2: I think people got an email from Patreon telling them.
3: Oh right,
1: right. But is is it, and we
2: try and post on Twitter. Is it, does
1: Patreon give them a push mes- message?
2: Um, maybe there's a way with if you have the Patreon app on your phone. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe it gives you a push message we look that we made a post. Are we
1: going away for a week? By the way, are we doing the podcast during the go away week?
2: I think we were thinking we weren't going to do the podcast that's while the two we're weeks, away. Right? Um, yeah, it's not next week. It's the week after. Okay. That's... So only one more week of content, though, before we're, right. we it's go right. It's just away. one
1: week a year. Although, oh, you know what I'm going to need?
2: What are you going to need?
1: I'm going to need you guys when Alice is incapacitated. Are you going to do... I mean, what do I do here?
2: I guess I'll probably still do the show. When you're banged up? I mean, didn't you... Wasn't I... Am I... Is this in my imagination, or was I not copy editing a column for you from the bed while we were still in the hospital yeah, last time? you didn't time. have
1: to speak, and you weren't on drugs actually, and you weren't holding a baby. I mean, that's I'm pretty
2: t- sure I had a baby.
1: Oh, I can't. You, you so are lo- so looking forward to breastfeeding on the podcast. That is such a you <laughs> thing. Alice has always been trying to lure some kind of, of uh, firefight by having somebody object to her breastfeeding places. This is. A- This is on her bucket list, believe me. This is something she wants to happen. Hey, Tom. Steve from Gloucester. I was wondering the way in which you like eating your tripe. Because Mm. ever since I was a kid, my mother, when she was alive, would make it with crushed tomatoes. Mm. And uh, would put some basil on it. Either a Parmesan, or mozzarella cheese on top, sprinkled. Mm. Ooh. And that's the only way I really eat it and, and enjoy it. And I was wondering how you like your tribe. It's not about professionalism. It's not about whether or not I want to make war. It's about something I love. It's yeah, about this tri- is a
2: topic that you're passionate it's not a, about.
1: It's not a, uh, a a ruse involving the naming conventions to you to cloak oneself for attack on me on my mm-hmm. person. Thank you, Steve. Excellent question. I so I have it the same. It's a, I have Italian tripo, or whatever tripe. It's usually uh, tripe smothered in a spicy marinara. I've never made it myself, but sp- it's usually a spicy marinara. I then cover the crap out of it with one sometimes whole container. You know the small ones in restaurants mm-hmm. of crushed red pepper, and one thing of of um of cheese as well. A whole they thing. wouldn't
2: make them in that unit of measure if they didn't want you to use the whole thing. Right? I use the
1: whole thing. It's embarrassing, but I can't not use the whole thing. People know. John Sapp's been out with me. My brother is, goes out. Alice has seen this. It's worth it. It's the only time I eat You've publicly. You've even taught
2: our son to do it, too.
1: Yeah. It's the only way I, way I eat publicly and humiliate myself in the way I would eat, really eat if I was alone. Because usually, when I'm out, like, I when I'm alone, you know, eating over the, the sink and suffocating, I don't, Generally, do that out. This, that I do with tripe. So, I, yes, I, I cover it with uh, crushed red pepper and it's Parmesan cheese. And it's so glorious. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Although now the, um, Chateau doesn't have it. The place we used to love the most in the north end doesn't have it anymore. I think there's still maybe two places left, but we used to love Piccola Venezia. Uh, and I think they're gone. They're gone now. I think
2: Ralphie's is the Winner.
1: Ralphie's we love in Salem, New Hampshire.
2: And we did ask them one of the times we were there, like if they do a lot of business in tripe, and they said, yeah, they do a bunch of it every it's day. It's gorgeous
1: at Ralphie's. And uh, I think Abandanza in Everett is maybe the best. Me and Sap- John Sappichetti used to talk about it. I can go on and on about tripe. It's a very good question. Very good question. Um, here we go. Mike, pedicure story. Okay. And then his email. Nice, straight up naming convention. See, that's
2: called Respect Alice. I don't think Tim and Canton respect you. I have to be honest. Hey, Tom and Alice. This is Mike. Hey, Hey, Mike. Mike. Already I like him.
1: What a great guy Mike is. There you go. Mike is carrying groceries for elderly women across the street. Is this a Mike
2: that we know, possibly?
1: I don't think so. Do we know? Do we have... Not... You mean my Mike? Mike in Dorchester?
2: No. Mike in Washington, D.C.? No. No. This guy sounds like a...
1: A... A, a, uh... A um like a optimistic young man. The Mike in D.C. is a chiseled comic. They're all broken inside. Okay, it. it's different. Hold on, Mike. I want to hear his cheery hello okay. salutations. Use the naming convention. Nice uh voice inflection.
3: Hey, Tom and Alice. This is Mike. Hi, Mike just got back from a little vacation visiting some family friends down in Texas. Oh, okay. Had my uh,
1: two teenage daughters with me. It's not too young to have a uh, One stars. afternoon, my friend's wife took the
3: girls out for a girl afternoon. They went shopping, had some lunch, yep. all kinds of good stuff. Very nice of her to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, my friend said to me, "Let's take them to get pedicures," which I assumed meant we were just going to drop them off. Of course. When um, we got there, and I realized <laughs> that he meant that he expected
1: we were going to get. Oh no! Well. Oh no! Um, so I... Oh. Did what I had to do. You you went to the airport immediately (laughs) and got the hell out of there. Uh, You didn't get to the pedicure, Mike.
3: Handed him my credit card to pay for the spa treatment. And I walked across the parking lot to Chili's and drank at the bar by myself until they were done. That,
1: my friend, Alice Shattuck, that's a damn good American. Correct. Yes, Mike, you did the right thing. The right thing. And by the way, the bar of Chili's is freaking great. You can get the big beers there, too. Good for you, Mike. Fight the power. Don't let these chicks turn you into a chick. They're trying, or your your guy friend. First of all, obviously he's a former friend now. He is gone, deleted, blocked. You need to ghost him, and I'm your new friend. Okay. Where does Mike live? Mike, where do you live? Are you close? You <laughs> and I can go to Chili's. Okay. Okay. Have fun, Chica. You and your kids can do. I didn't the make you go to a sissy pedicure. stuff that I'm not doing. <laughs> okay. You saw that I used an electric ch- uh, chainsaw in. Vermont, a couple weeks ago, right? I saw it. Yeah. Him. Ain't it's no very... pedicures happening for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, oh! All, all you can eat. Hold on. That's all you can eat. You stay right there. I'm going to start it, Alice, because you told me to start it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One left. It's called Anonymous. It's not uh, live up to the naming convention, but here we go. Tom, I know you're saying no to a pedicure, but I'm willing oh. to bet that if Paige Sperniak asked you to go get a pedicure, mm and Alice approved it, you'd be okay with doing it. <sighs> so why would Paige want that? Why would she... It, it would, it, I mean, if a beautiful woman asks me to do something, and Alice doesn't count, because...
2: Because you don't pay any attention to what I want.
1: Well, I've already got you. <laughs> I have you already. It's, it's, um, <sighs> I do have you, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have to do... And plus, Alice has never pushed me into doing emasculating things like that. I mean, if I. I, I, I'm going to. Pretty soon, you guys will see yourselves come October my whole two things theory dusted off and put into action again. So true. Care to tell people else? Mm -mm. My whole two things strategy?
2: Why don't you share with the class? No,
1: you share with the class what it is. In men, this is... Forget about... Why don't you
2: tell people? This is your tip.
1: This is what you do. Guys, this is all the advice I have. I have now... um, I have five kids now. One on the way. So this is what I have learned. This is as a husband. It's survival skills as the husband or boyfriend, the father of the baby. Always. Always hold two things. Always hold two things. See this? Two things because if you do not have two things, if your arms are not occupied, at some point your wife will try to place the baby in your <laughs> arms, and that is obviously um, what we call uh, no bueno.
2: Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to add to that. If you want to be here for the live streams and stuff, people are saying you can also turn on the Burn Barrel Twitter notifications if you want to be updated when we have a new live stream up, because I know we're not consistent with the times, but if you want to be there for that, that's patreon.com slash burn barrel. You can always listen to the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com.
1: Two things,